0: All right, back again, continuing our series on programming considerations, some of the things that we find important. Back again with Coach Jimmy here. What's up, y'all? So the topic we have today is something we talk about pretty often um, is actually training movement patterns over just training a movement and tying all that into actually training these things for the sake of a benefit for the sake of how that's going to show up outside of just PR in your back squat or doing the thing, you know, we're exercising for to achieve a stimulus, to get a benefit from it. And we don't want to be attached to just using one movement to do that, um, Jimmy. Take it away, guy.
1: Oh, just <laughs> kicking it right over to me. Yep. no. Yeah. So it kind of ties into that everything that we do believe in here in the sense of like, we want it to carry over into our everyday life. So we're not training in the sense of things that we can do inside the gym. We want our bodies to be well adapted for the stressors that everyday life brings us. So, you know, that movement pattern of things like the lunging, the step ups and stuff like that have such a good carryover into that, because that's a common motor pattern that we end up running into outside of the gym. And that what that does is it helps enhance that quality of life throughout every aspect, because we are just developing that overall strength in that position, not just for the sake of doing it to like you said, PR that back squat or whatever the case may be.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's um... I'm trying not to go down another tangent and stay like (laughs) on topic a little bit for once. But how this shows up is often, you know, we're, we have a lot of different exercises that we can use to train our legs. If we're saying we want to get our legs stronger so that we can support more weight, we can run faster, run longer, we just feel stronger in general, we can use a couple different things. You know, what most people think of who have a CrossFit, functional fitness background, strength training background is like, oh, we're going to back squat. And that's like the king of all exercises, which is like, honestly, kind of a silly thing um, to say there's benefits to all exercises, but I won't go down that tangent either. Um, But saying like, all right, if we're trying to train legs, like back squat is one thing that we can do. It's a hip flexion and knee flexion pattern. We're going to train our quads, our hips, um, hamstrings a little bit. We can also then do a step up to train that can do a goblet squat, can do a lunge, split squats. There's a lot of different things that we can do that are going to be similar patterns to get the same benefit of squatting. And that little bit of variety is going to allow us to moderate um, stress, stress on the joints, stress on your back, and create a new stimulus too.
1: Yeah. And that's like the other carryover to that is as we were talking about like step ups and stuff like that, we can even touch on the fact that like we can break it down. All right. Where am I weakest? Okay. Well, in a step up, I'm starting from the bottom working my way up, you know? So a lot of times people don't even think about that concept. Like am I weak in the bottom? Oh, okay. Well, a step up is going to be more beneficial to what I'm doing versus, like me just going into back squats or lunging or Bulgarian split Mm -hmm. squats or the case may be, because I'm taking the intent of where I am incredibly weak comparatively speaking in that motor pattern. And then really hammering that in. I know I've I've had good carryover from me doing step-ups and then that goes into my split squats and back squats and all sorts of stuff like that, because it's a very similar recruitment and things like that. But now I'm just working at my weak point versus like, just like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this thing because that's going to get me better at this thing.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, if we, there's like so much you can unpack with a, with a back squat. There's so many ways that someone can do a squat and we can find some issues with it. You know, maybe their hips are back and they're leaning really far forward. They're doing kind of like a good morning where the hips come up first. Um, maybe they're just not able to squat that low. And is that a mobility or flexibility problem? there's like a lot of layers that we can peel back and running through a thorough assessment, super helpful, running through some strength testing is super helpful where we can find what's actually the limiter here. And we can use other movement patterns that are going to be similar to squat to work on some of those deficiencies, work on maybe that mobility, that lack of strength in the bottom to have a more well-rounded, well-adapted stimulus to actually get stronger in all of the positions. I mean, we've seen people that can squat heavy, they get to the bottom and kind of just like crumble a little bit. Once it gets to a certain point, they've got no strength in the bottom of the squat. So when we look at that, we think, okay, like, is your core able to support that weight in that hip flexed position? Are your hamstrings and glutes strong enough to like stand up out of that hip flexion position? Or are you just kind of bouncing out of the bottom, hoping you get enough of a stretch reflex to then just push your quads and, like, stand up by any given means? And at that point, we're not getting much of a benefit from the exercise. We're, like, doing it. You're accomplishing a squat.
1: But But then again, are you? Because, like, we just touched on, like, are you turning it into more of a good morning to stand it up? Because now I've effectively shown that I am not competent or strong enough in a certain movement pattern. So my body is going to figure out how to get me out of a very compromising position and put me into a stronger position in what it deems, you know, so now I've effectively changed that motion. I mean, we've all probably been there and or seen that position where next thing you know, someone's butts way up in the air and Uh their shoulders are level with their hips and they just unfold, Mm -hmm. you know, in that sense.
0: Yeah. And it's again, like, you know you're accomplishing the squat you're getting the bar on your back from a fully you know low position to upright but did you get much benefit from that did you get the intended stimulus of getting your hips and legs stronger um probably not probably not as much as you could have by doing something more specific to your goals and weaknesses but also a similar pattern that allows you to train through that full range of motion effectively i think that's such a big benefit of thinking of it in a different way of patterns versus just the movement.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one big thing that I've seen with my clients in that sense is like me being able to unpack that, I, that idea of like, okay, we've noticed X, Y, and Z. So these are the limiters for you. So now we need to work on these limiters versus it's like, oh, your squat is less than your deadlift. So now we need to squat or we need to do this or that. You know, it's like really like looking at it from a very in-depth position and then having that formulated plan of attack throughout each uh, step of the way. And
0: and if we peel it back even another layer, if we just use the example of a squat versus a deadlift, what are we actually comparing? We're comparing your leg strength, you know, your knee extension and hip extension versus your posterior chain strength. So your hip extension, back extension, really able to use your hamstrings. And we want those to be within like a certain ratio for kind of general health. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're not, we could be overusing some of those muscles when trying to squat, for example. Um, I think that's important to think about is it's not just a matter of like, okay, is your squat as good as within a certain range of your deadlift? It's like, no, are the muscles that do the squat? strong enough? Are they well adapted? Are they resilient enough compared to the muscles we're using for back, uh, a deadlift?
1: Yeah. And we've all, we've all seen that when we try to turn a squat into a deadlift or turn a deadlift into a squat, their body feels a little bit more comfortable in the opposing position. And next thing you know, something compensates and lower back flares up, Mm -hmm. neck flares up shoulder, whatever the case may be, because now that mechanical advantage that, that those muscles should have, are now out of position and it's just going to lead you down a path of pain pain and sadness um, Hello, well, smile, friend.
0: so and it's funny to think of that is because it's so easy to get wrapped up in like my back squat pr uh my deadlift pr what what these weights are compared to what's the actual intention of that mm-hmm. and if we again, peel it back a little bit, think about what is the intention of doing these exercises? What are we trying to benefit from it? One, I think we're gonna be less likely to do these things inappropriately, we're gonna be less likely to try to cheat a squat by getting into bad positions or a deadlift by getting bad positions for the sake of getting it done. If we think well, I'm going to make sure I deadlift correctly in order to um, work on my weaknesses to strengthen my glutes and my hamstrings versus I'm like doing this deadlift cause I need to do more and just kind of mindlessly doing it and checking the box.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too, is it's like, as you're sitting there talking, we're talking about like PR in the back squat. I'm like, it's funny. Cause we all look at it as like, Oh, that's really cool that I like PR my back squat and I can post it on Instagram, but it's like, for me, when I started thinking about it, I'm like all that hard work and all that effort that you put into like balance out the equation. That's why you PR your back squat, not because of the simple fact that you would just PR the back squat. You know, it's like the dedication, the consistency that you put in to attack your limiting factors or your weaknesses, whether that's the unilateral trainer, really hammering in motor patterns that are going to enhance that movement and put you in the best position for that. Yeah. In that sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, if we, if we compare that to any, um, Strengths for any real sport, like all athletes do is try to chase their weaknesses and get better at those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what we what we do by really looking through movement patterns and assessing strengths and different, utilizing different patterns is like finding what's weaker and what's going to have the most benefit. You know, if I remember I did a cycle where I like didn't do any squatting um, and all I did was front rack step ups that Megan had me doing and I like hated her a ton for them because they're super hard for me. They were so hard for me. Um, but my squat was way disproportionate to my deadlift. Mm-hmm. So I would squat and my low back would get sore because I'm turning any heavy squat into a deadlift. So I did that for six, eight, maybe even longer. It was a while um, and we did a squat class I jumped in on and I matched my best set of five and I like felt great. I was much more upright. My glutes were like way more engaged. um, And I, it wasn't very hard. I could have probably put on another 10, 20 pounds. um, But I didn't need to because I like didn't care. Um, But it was way easier on my body because I trained this pattern that was similar, but like super difficult because I was so weak in the bottom of a squat. My quads were so weak. So really targeting that, bottom position focusing my quads helped a ton um and i was able to squat and not feel
1: beat up the next day yeah i would say that's always that's always something that's amazing when we get to that point and it's like oh i'm finally attacking those weaknesses so now my weaknesses become my strength and now it just enhances everything
0: i didn't get that far they were they were (laughs) strength but um
1: well they're stronger we'll say
0: yeah and it, it carries over so much and it's also like it's less taxing sometimes, you know, using these huge compound movements can be so draining on your CNS. I know in my training right now, if I have a heavy deadlift, if I have any deadlift or any back squatting, it just crushes me. Um, but I can still do a good amount of step ups, refill, split squats. and I still get like a huge training stimulus. I know my back squat's not getting weaker. I just don't have necessarily the energy or capacity to really push that right now. Um, but it's like similar patterns. I'm still training my legs. I'm still training my hips. And it's gonna carry over when and if I decide that doing a squat with a bar on my back is important. Yeah. And right now it's not that important to me.
1: When it go I think it always goes back to that idea too, like there's always a prerequisite for something. Like, did yeah. you earn the right to do this? And I don't the idea of earn the right is kind of goes back and forth in my head on that. But it's like one of those things like we didn't come come into the world running and then learn how to walk and then learn how to do to crawl and stuff like that. start started a base and then build up from there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I know I saw you say that um, the prerequisite, like, do you have the right to do these things? And I saw your face, like, look um, conflicted for sure. And I think what's interesting is there, there is a lot on social media of like fear mongering around movements where it's like, do you have the right to squat? Have you earned the ability to squat, which is the point that's trying to be made is, are are you doing this in a way that's going to be safe? The message that comes off is like fear mongering. It's Mm -hmm. like create this high barrier to entry for exercise. And, um, you know, the vast majority of our country is like under exercising. They're not doing enough weight training. We want to make sure that people feel safe and like comfortable to come do that sort of thing. Um, So that's my like social media rant for the day. But it's not wrong to say, have you learned to move your body in a way that you can load up heavy weights and or squat all the way down to mm-hmm. a certain depth that like is more or less arbitrary? Um, it's going to be individual for everyone. So training these different movements can help to achieve that sort of thing instead of just getting focused on like, I need to squat all the way down or else I'm not a good person and I'm
1: never going to get strong,
0: but mostly I'm a bad person.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a firm believer in your mobility is not your moral compass or who you are. Thank God. I know uh, I have (laughs) neither of us have very good Uh mobility. Uh Uh So,
0: yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to, to kind of wrap it up, like really considering when when we're training when we're looking at these things we want our clients to like have an idea of what's going on we want to be educated we don't want to be just like you know the guy behind the curtain the wizard of oz just dictating all this stuff we want to be able to have discussions and like educate and provide mentorship with all of our clients and have having some awareness around training the pattern training for the benefit of training training to get stronger with like your certain muscle groups your certain movements as opposed to straight up. I need to squat to do the squatting because squatting is important and it has to be higher. Um, you know, that's a message that's out there a lot. I'm sure we've like pushed that message at some point where we were much more focused on some of these things. Um, oops, <laughs> we've learned a lot. We've come a long as coaches and trainers and how we prescribe exercise and talk about it, but really focusing on those movement patterns and making sure we're not getting too attached with just training a back squat or just training a bilateral two leg squat, realizing doing something unilateral, revert back to our podcast last time about unilateral training, um, is still going to benefit. And it like it's probably going to benefit more, especially if you have a decent training age. You can only back squat for so long and mm-hmm. get benefits from it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is uh, train that movement pattern and let that carry over throughout everything else.
0: Cool. It's a good place to wrap it up. See you guys next week.